And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. It is such a blessing to be with you this week as it is every week. It's a blessing to know that you are hearing the words of God, the very mouth of the Lord that spoke through his Spirit to the hearts of the writers of the Word, those that took note from the Holy Spirit, inspiring them to write and record these holy scriptures so that we may know the truth and for it to set us free by the grace, the undeserved favor of the Lord. Today we're going to start a mini-series on Ephesians chapter 6, which will include verses 10 to 18, which is about the armor of God. And we won't get through the entire chapter today, but we're going to start in verse 1 in just a few moments, and we're going to be reading out of the Amplified Classic Version of the Bible as usual. But I wanted to just remind us of a couple of other scriptures before we start Ephesians chapter 6. In Psalm chapter 1, the very first psalm and the very first verse, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Verse 2. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders and studies by day and by night. This is key, brothers and sisters. We must ponder and study, habitually meditating on the Word of God by day and by night. We have got to undo the carnality we were born and raised with, the carnality of misunderstanding, believing one way about God or not believing God at all. And now we have the truth to set us free, because we are bound when we are living in a lie. Maybe we were raised to believe something about the Lord, but that person didn't know any better than we did. Maybe you were raised in a particular church, like I was, and did not receive the entire truth. So I never really got free from all the misunderstandings, and that led me down a path of destruction for about 20 years before someone showed me the truth, and that set me free. The Lord delivered me from 20 years of alcohol at that moment, and a short while later, I gave the Lord my life, and today I enjoy teaching His Word to the best of my ability, but hoping that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today instead of my own voice. So it's important that we habitually meditate habitually meditate on the truth of the Word of God so that it can update our understanding. We can renew our mind when we read the Word of God, accept it as the truth, believe it, do it, and then we will know it, and no one can convince us otherwise. It is necessary to spend time by day and by night in the Word because we have so many years behind us meditating day and night on the world and the things of the world. So now we must undo, we must update our thinking, 
and know what the truth is for us to be truly set free. The years behind us before we read the Word of God, we were in a jail cell, blindfolded, not knowing that we were in a jail cell. The day we committed our lives to the Lord, that jail door swung open. We were no longer in the kingdom of darkness, but now we're in the kingdom of God's beloved Son, Jesus. But yet we still need to read the truth, because our soul, our mind, our will, and emotions need to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus, the truth of the Word of God. We need to be delivered from demons. We need to be delivered from what has contaminated us for so long. Now that the Lord has set us free, we should open our hearts to the Lord, say, Lord, deliver me. Lord, I renounce every evil, foul spirit in me. And Lord, I reject all these foul spirits in and upon me in Jesus' name. And let those spirits flee. Just believe the Lord has set you free today. If you are born again today, then I speak to you. You must be born again before you should be delivered, lest seven worse spirits come back. I set you free by the name of Jesus. I set you free of all foul, unclean spirits in Jesus' name. Now, if you're coughing, if you're vomiting, this is normal. Be set free today by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It's he who you need to thank for this. I am simply a messenger And I speak in the name of the Lord Jesus today that you are set free by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Lord, I thank you for filling these precious souls with your Holy Spirit and a refilling, if they need one, by your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that your peace that surpasses all understanding will guard their hearts and minds in you. Thank you for setting them free today, Lord. So as we begin Ephesians chapter 6, this is the letter of the Apostle Paul to the church at Ephesus. And we begin in verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord as his representatives, for this is just and right. Now the reference to children here, we might think that it's children of God. The specific focus here is that these are very young people. They are still children, obeying their parents in the Lord. They're still children. And it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord as his representatives, for this is just and right. They're still being raised by their parents, you see. And you see the term there, as his representatives. You see, children can be used by the Lord if they are born again, particularly to help their parents receive salvation. So if a child is the is representing Christ in action, in deed, and speech, The parents will observe how much the child has changed from their previous behavior, and the parents can become inquiring of the Lord. Not every parent, but it's an opportunity for the Lord to seek out those parents that are not yet saved by using the children of those parents. Verse 2, Honor, esteem, and value as precious your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that all may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Now, this is one of many verses in the Word that show us how we can lengthen our time on the earth before we breathe our last. And we will be doing a teaching 
on extending our life on the earth, what the Bible says we can do to prolong our days and our years on the earth. We shall do a teaching on that in the very near future. Verse 4, Fathers, do not irritate and provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to resentment, but rear them tenderly in the training and discipline and the counsel and admonition of the Lord. Verse 5, Servants, slaves, be obedient to those who are your physical masters, having respect for them and eager concern to please them, in singleness of motive and with all your heart, as service to Christ himself. Notice here the term physical master. So the Apostle Paul is going to be drawing a distinction here between the physical masters who are our leaders above us, those in our workplace that are managers and supervisors and owners of the company, and compare them to the master, which is the Father, God the Father, the great Jehovah, the great I Am. And in verse 5 here, we see that we need to make sure that our motive in our heart is correct. We need to make sure that we have respect for our physical masters and eager concern to please them in singleness of motive and with all our hearts as service to Christ himself. So that is why the word says that we are working unto the Lord. We are working unto Christ himself. And when we set an example in our behavior, similar to the children and their parents, the Lord can show those that are still lost around us. He can highlight to them our character and our nature, and they become inquiring about how forgiving we are, how loving we are, how we love even our enemies, how we forgive those and pray for those who spitefully use us. And this will help those individuals inquire, what is different about us? Why are we this way? And we can use their questions as a means to witness to them about how good Jesus is and why he came. Verse 6, not in the way of eye service, as if they were watching you, and only to please men, but as servants, slaves of Christ, doing the will of God heartily and with your whole soul. Verse 7, rendering service readily with good will, as to the Lord and not to men. Verse 8, knowing that for whatever good anyone does, he will receive his reward from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. The Bible says that every good thing comes down from the Father of lights. So it's understandable that when we do good, we are doing the will of the Lord. But remember, he is the only good one. Even Jesus says that. When the person says, good teacher, Jesus mentioned that only the Father was good. Verse 9, you masters act on the same principle toward them and give up threatening and using violent and abusive words, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there is no respect of persons, no partiality with him. We see here that the Apostle Paul is acknowledging that the Lord is no respecter of persons. He doesn't favor one person over another. He loves us equally. Peter also mentions that in his Holy Scriptures. Verse 10, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him that strength which his boundless might provides. So we see here that we have to make a decision 
to be strong in him. You see, there's an instruction in verse 10. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. This means that it's a choice that we have to decide to be strong. It's an action. The strength of the Lord is not automatic when we give our life to him. We need to focus on our union with him. John chapter 15 goes into great lengths where Jesus is talking about abide in me and I shall abide in you. I am the true vine. You are the branches. So we have to make sure that we examine our union and relationship with the Lord. Are we spending enough time with him? Are we acknowledging him during the day? Are we reading his word? Are we praying with thanksgiving? Are we singing, worshiping him? Are we doing what he told us to do? Are we obeying his commandments? He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. That's what he told Peter. And again, the Lord is no respecter of persons. That's what he will be telling you and I today. If you love me, feed my sheep. If we decide to be strong in him, then through our union with him, we can become empowered. And what's the definition of the word empowered? It says in the dictionary, invested with legal power or official authority, especially as symbolized by having a scepter. The other definition is enabled or permitted. So we are enabled to have union, to be in union with the Lord, such that we can decide to pull on the Lord's strength, become strong in Him. We cannot be strong outside of Him. We can do nothing without Him. Only with Him all things are possible. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but it has to be through Christ. We can't do all things and become strengthened without Him. So if we are born again, we are saved, we are given our life to the Lord Jesus, we believe that God raised him from the dead and we confess him as Lord, then we are positionally in union with Christ. Positionally, we are seated in heavenly places in him. Positionally, he has paid for a relationship with us. He has paid for us to be redeemed, our right relationship restored with the Lord. But are we experientially in union with him in our day-to-day lives. Positionally, we are one with the Lord. But experientially, do you take advantage of what the Lord has paid for? Do you take advantage of the shed blood at the cross that has redeemed us in right relationship with him, not forgetting that we must repent of our sins? We must check ourselves daily. We must work out our salvation with fear and trembling while we have a relationship with Christ. We should check ourselves. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal anything that is not pleasing to the Lord in our lives. But obey him to tell people about Jesus, to to lay hands on the sick so that they shall recover, to cast out demons and people, to raise the dead, to speak in unknown tongues. These gifts are for the unbelievers. They are for the lost, the people who don't know. Us believers, we are supposed to be well continually in divine health. That is the Lord's will. But in the event we become sick, even as believers, there's no condemnation. We just need to become renewed in our mind to the truth that the Lord has paid by his stripes, his scourging, we were healed. And keep confessing his word and speaking to our bodies and tell it to be healed and cast out pain 
cast out sickness, tell the cancer to go in Jesus' name. The cancer understands your words. It understands your faith. Sickness, which is of the enemy, of the devil, it knows if you believe in the scriptures or if you doubt. And the enemy will not leave. The sickness will not leave if there is no faith. If there is plenty of doubt, regardless of how many times you pray, it will not leave. There has to be faith in you or the other person that's praying for you. And if you both have faith, wonderful. But there has to be faith somewhere between either you or the person praying for you. And we have seen many cancer patients be delivered from cancer. As the cancer shrivels up like a fig tree, we're going to take this time right now on this program. If you happen to suffer from this disease, this virus, this cancerous situation right now, and Lord, I'm going to include any virus infection and sickness and cancer in this declaration. So in the name of Jesus, I take the authority of the name of Jesus, which is above all names, and cancer any virus, any infection, any disease, any ailment in your body, right now, I tell it, leave and never come back in Jesus' name. Cancer, I command you to shrivel up and die like the fig tree. I curse you at the root. You will no longer spread. You will shrink to nothing. Lord, I thank you for restoring the cells in this precious soul's body from head to toe. They are alive and they shall not die. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord, for restoring their organs. Thank you for restoring their blood, for there is life in their blood, according to Leviticus chapter 17. And we love you today, Lord, for you are the way, the truth, and the life. And we thank you for being who you are. Thank you, Lord, that we cling to the hem of your garment as we believe by faith. And automatically, when faith is used, your virtue If we are born again, you are already in us. It goes from within us out to our flesh, out to our bodies, and our bodies are healed. If we are praying and speaking life to other people, it comes from within us, from your Holy Spirit, directly to them. So, Lord, we thank you today that you have paid the price, the works are finished, and all we have to do is believe, and it shall be done unto us. So, Lord, today, help us be experientially experiencing you, not just positionally what you paid for, but let us experience and take advantage of the sacrifice and the suffering that you have endured a long time ago for us to be set free today. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 8 says, For you have put everything in subjection under his feet. Now, in putting everything in subjection to man, he left nothing outside of man's control. But at present, we do not yet see all things subjected to him, man. So the Lord has placed everything in the subjection under our feet. Brothers and sisters of Christ today, everything has been in subjection under his feet. The word his there has a small h, which means man's feet. Then it says, now in putting everything in subjection to man, he, capital H, he, the Lord, left nothing outside of man's control. But at present, we do not yet see all things subjected to him, man. Which means that positionally, the Lord has paid by his stripe for us to be healed. But right now, you may not see the healing in your body. You have not experienced what has positionally been paid for at the cross and at the whipping post beforehand. When the Lord paid for our healing by his stripes at the whipping post, we may not be experiencing that yet. 
but we need to believe that it's done. We need to speak to our bodies and we need to cast out that pain. We need to cast out and tell that cancer to shrivel up and die like the fig tree in Jesus' name. So let us know, please, at our website, your testimonies of your healings today, touchofgod.world. Send us a prayer request. Let us know how the Lord healed you today. There is a boundless might available from the Lord, but it's not automatically made a part of us. We are told to draw our strength from Him. How is this accomplished? As we were saying earlier, spending time on our union with Him, abiding with Him, John chapter 15, trusting and relying on Him by faith to provide that strength, to draw on His strength by faith, truly asking Him for what you need. And look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, that we need to pray with thanksgiving, making our wants known to God, and the Lord will garrison and guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. His peace will protect us. And then we go to verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 6, where the Apostle Paul writes, Put on God's whole armor. See, it's another action. The Apostle Paul is saying, Put on God's whole armor. We have to take an action to do it. If you have received a truth, the Holy Scriptures, you are walking in the truth. You are starting to see that belt of truth around your waist. It's starting to become stronger and stronger because you're getting to know the truth. It's the belt of truth. And over the next few weeks, we will cover all of this armor and how we can recognize it and make sure that it's on tight and that we are wearing all of the pieces of the armor in the first place. The Apostle Paul writes, Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. So we see here that the armor is God's, because it's the armor of God. It's not made by us, because it's spiritual armor. It also belongs to him, God's whole armor. He is letting you wear his armor that he created for you so that you will not be wounded when you are attacked. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. But before we can use God's word to attack and defend ourselves against the enemy, we also need to have the armor on in the first place. We cannot speak a declaration of the word over the enemy and not believe it to be true. That is like standing with no armor, but speaking something you believe will not happen. This is God's armor. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, the Bible says. But we need to make sure that it doesn't prosper by having the armor of God on us, so that when those weapons are inbound, when those fiery darts of the enemy are inbound towards us, they hit the armor and it bounces off, and we, on the inside of that armor, are protected, our soul being our mind, will, and emotions. So we will cover the armor of God as we go into next week's program, piece by piece. If you would like to partner with us, our website is touchofgod.world. You can send a prayer request. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know where you're listening from. We would love to get in touch with you. We would love to pray with you directly, one soul at a time. My wife, Catrice, and I love you. We care about you with the care and the love and the compassion of Christ Jesus. And we hope that this encouraged you today. 
It's important that we know our enemy, but it's also important that we prepare for any inbound attacks so that we are not wounded. The Lord has delivered us. He has placed us above all the wickedness in the heavenlies. He has placed his son Jesus next to himself at the throne. And we are in Christ today. So positionally, we are in heavenly places. We are seated in Christ. And we are still on the earth at the same time, going about, hopefully doing good, just like Jesus was, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God is with us. Amen. So until this time next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.